What is up, guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 281 of the Not Born This Way podcast, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. So today I have, uh, I'm going to do a little bit longer of an intro just to make sure everybody knows what's going on here. But as some of you guys know, uh, we switched over to calling it the Not Born This Way podcast because I wanted to get the Not Born This Way message uh, across. And so just a refresher, if anybody doesn't know, the Not Born This Way brand or idea is one of overcoming. And in the course of my you know, 30 years of working with people, coaching, and spending a lot of time with people from all over different backgrounds and different ages and genders and experience levels and lives, it's been mind-blowing to me what some people have overcome in their lives. Um, people who are just right next door, right in our offices, right in our gyms, and we have no idea, right? We just think everybody's... Um, kind of there and we don't really think a whole lot about what got them to this point um and honestly like my whole upbringing and background was not very dramatic right i mean i've talked about some struggles and some overcoming but relative to a lot of people it's not a big deal um and then i talk to people who i assume that their life was the same and then i'm like holy shit and how are you a normal functioning person now you know what I mean and how are you it's just exceptional to me and I've always found that a lot of people would relate more to those stories than they would to I mean it's great to hear about The Rock right and his coming from where he came from and what he's achieved but it's almost like so it's almost like his physique right it's like so unattainable that it's not relatable because he's such a huge celebrity like oh well but that's the rock i mean but then when you find out that it's people right next door who are quote-unquote normal people who have accomplished exceptional things simply by getting through and continuing on that that's i found that very inspiring so when i first introduced the idea of this uh, i asked for people to reach out if they had stories that might match with what i'm trying to tell and i got a bunch and a bunch of them came from right under my nose. <laughs> people that I already knew, people that I had no idea about what was their journey getting here. Um, and one of those people is uh, Kaylee Layton. So Kaylee and I are sitting here in the Jeep. Um, we're going with Lauren's uh, technique from last time is to not drive and not have the radio on and not have the fan on. So the sound quality uh, is a little better. And I think it was last time. But Kaylee wrote me this really awesome, and I'm going to have her tell you about how many times she wrote me the email. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but she wrote me this really jaw-dropping story of strength and overcoming, and I was blown away, and I was like, if you're cool to tell this, um, I need you to come on so we can talk about this because, to me, this is stuff that happens that people don't know about, um, so we needed to bring awareness to this and then also to bring attention to just how fucking cool it is that you can experience things like this and then turn like somehow find a way to get through it and then also to go out and try to like be a positive influence in in the in the world on the planet right because a lot of people will will let their not let shouldn't say that a lot of people will go through difficult um experiences and then that will define them forever in a, in a negative way and then other people will take it and it'll define them in a positive way. So, um, with that, uh, this is Kaylee and Kaylee. Hi. 
Hi. Welcome to the Jeep <laughs> office. Yes. Um, so let's start with like what you went through, like meaning you saw my post mm -hmm. and you probably were like, oh man, I got a story. Yep. <laughs> but then tell me what happened then. Like the th I'm interested in the thought process of like <clears throat> revealing that stuff. Yeah. So I saw, I saw your post and the whole concept of not born this way really resonated with me. And that's the first time any sort of kind of inspirational phrase or idea actually resonated with me in this specific way. Um, so I was like, okay, like I, I'm feeling this, like I'll reach out. So I wrote my little, my story. And I remember when you, you know, when you initially sent out like asking people to tell their stories and whatnot, you were like, you know, it doesn't, it's, it can be intense. Like however intense or not intense it is, like I just, you know, I want all of it. So yeah. don't, don't hold back. Don't worry. You know, it's not going to be too much or too little. Just tell your story. And I was like, okay. So I did. And then I deleted it because I was like, nope, that's too much. No <laughs> one's going to want to, no one's going to want to hear all this. Like yeah. no one gives a shit about all this, like yeah. whatever. So I rewrote it and I was like, well, now it's like super edited and doesn't even seem like anything because yeah. I held back. I, like I didn't actually honestly tell you anything that really happened. Right. And that defeats the purpose. You know, the you whole like, point of this is to like, be like, this is, this is my story. This is what I went through. This is why I became this person. Totally. Then you like rough down the edges Yeah. and then it's just a generic kind of not that right. exciting story. It was super yeah. scripted. Yeah. It was super just like, you know, PC. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to delete that one too. And then I rewrote it again. And then I rewrote it one more time. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Just, yeah. you're going to write what you feel. You're going to write what happened. If Scott wants to, you know, use this, if he, you know, wants to reach out and talk about it, then great. And if not, then okay so just like send just send it and even then even what i sent was still a little i think you, you even, know you even I sent me a second even, version of i that. did yeah. i was like i was like i found some typos and like oh my god and then i was like just stop you just gotta send you know this is this is real life like yeah. you don't edit real life just yeah and that's what you want is real life so yeah. so there you go so i had i sent some real life no but i love then. that even that part because i think i mean that happens you know for all of us that try to put out content or do things of that nature that you know we're being you know creative or expressing ourselves we have a tendency to want to really i think i used to you know edit my videos a lot mm -hmm. uh, or you know i don't i don't do it almost ever anymore you know what i mean yeah. unless there's something just really shitty like it falls off the tripod <laughs> or i say something yeah. but like for the most part you have to get comfortable just with the story's the story mm -hmm. But it's, yep. it's, I think people will relate even just to that because everybody's done that, yep. right? How many times have you written an email and then undid it and read it and like, mm -hmm. you know, did it 20 times over and then finally you're like, all right, just got to do it. Yeah, I just got to do it. But especially in a story like this, yep. it's got to just be the full on version. So before we get into that part, let's just give everybody a sense of like who you are and what you do like now. So we know each other from the Iron Legion here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll let you kind of give your, your just quick, what, who you are, what you're all about. Yeah. Deal. Um, yeah. So I met, you know, Scott at Iron Legion, Iron Will when I first got yeah. here and then Iron Legion. So it's been a few years. Um, I primarily sail. I work on tall ships, um, but I'm taking a little bit of a break from that. Uh, I live in Cumberland. I feel like I'm in school. Like, hi, yeah. my name's and we're, Katie. By the way, we're in Maine. And, so, uh, uh, yeah, Cumberland, you know, Maine. Not a lot of people on sailboats right at the moment. Uh, no, no, no. This is our, our off season. Um, so I'm working at an indoor golf facility with my husband who is a golfer and 
yeah, everything's really chill in the world right now because it's in Maine and there's a pandemic and it's cold. So <laughs> I'm just kind of trying to. Well, and the sailing thing is and... super badass. So we won't. Oh, the we got, we awesome. have more important stories to get to now. But yeah. the sailing thing is she she will downplay that, but it's it's pretty badass. And I do love the sailing. She's also um, a competitive power lifter. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, we're and again, we're not. You know. You can be a competitive powerlifter and not be on the world stage, mm-hmm. right? And that's the thing, you know, we, we here at Iron Legion is not a powerlifting gym. We have a lot of, mostly women actually, who do the local powerlifting meets. A couple guys do it, but that's not our, our main focus. Our main focus is getting people stronger. And then when, in terms of getting stronger, they're like, hey, I want to try my hand at competing, right? Yep. So a lot of times when you say like, someone's a competitive lifter, you're all of a sudden like, well, hold on, dude. I'm not like, um, you know, yeah. winning the nationals, but. Anyway, it's awesome, she's though. very strong. I got introduced to powerlifting competition here, and it like I re- I remembered how much I love to compete. So now I'm yeah. I feel like I can say that I'm a it's, competitive powerlifter. Right, lifter. and it's fun to watch you <laughs> compete, you know, and, Thank you. and see that like fire because you're pretty mild mannered and, <laughs> and and can be not. Mm-hmm. You're not. I wouldn't say you're quiet because that always sounds like a negative thing. But you know, it's it, you're you're introverted to someone who doesn't know you yet, right? Mm-hmm. And then once you get to know you, you could talk their ears off right yep. um but like to see you kind of let it rip in the powerlifting meets is pretty cool. cool all right so let's get to the good stuff so you wrote me this letter i read it i was like holy shit <laughs> um so let's take us through that um so yeah so like i said the the whole not born this way thing really resonated um with me because i've never really i've thought a lot about when I say where I came from, I mean from this one specific situation, which happened a few years ago. Um, but when I think about like where I am now and where I came from, and I, I think about it because I'm happy I'm not in this position anymore, and I'm happy I'm not like going through this shit anymore. Yeah. But I never really put into perspective like who am I now in relationship to that. Yeah. And I'm like that actually. Part of me when I explain like the story and everything, like I'm, I don't want it to shape who I am, but it did. Like the way I got through it and the people that helped me through it shaped who I am. So it's a positive. Finally, this many years later, like what, like seven, eight years later, wow. eight years which later, which is like, which is like is, not even that long, right? I mean, it's, it's like a not, long time, but not, not really, right? You know? It's you know, it's it was a trauma, so it's like one of those things that'll never really go away. But I finally, this many years later, got into a place where I'm like okay, I can be proud of who I am because of what I went through. So it makes it a little bit easier to, to you know, to think about it yeah. and to stomach it and whatnot. Well, and um, also just real quick, I mean, it's like we go through life obviously trying to avoid situations like you're going to talk about, mm-hmm. right? But at some level, those are unavoidable, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then they ultimately do define us right mm-hmm. as human beings to some degree yeah whether you um, want it to or not it's right just, you don't have like a choice does. right it's gonna it's gonna mold you in some way yep. um and i think like i said in the intro when you come out of it a, a better person in some way um it's okay right like mm-hmm. it, there's not that regret of like i don't want this to define me anymore like fuck it's okay if it defines you because yeah. it finds you as a badass pretty strong <laughs> fucking woman oh, right so anyway let's hear it um, yeah, so, and just to preface, so I'm, I'm really good at writing about it. I've written about it a couple of times. I'm not super great at talking about it yet. This is one of the first times I've actually, like, spoken about it, not to just, like, a, you know, like my mom. Um, so if I get all weird, I'm, I'm sorry. But. And this will be on, I have the written 
version that I'm going to put on the Not Born This Way brand website blog in the next couple days. So if you're hearing this and you want to read it, um, it's really awesome. But yeah, we'll talk it through. And if it's, yeah. if it's messy, that's, <laughs> that's real life too. I was going to say it's real life. Um, so yeah, so I, I had moved out west for college, um, eventually was working my way back to Maine and I moved to California. Um, I lived there for about three years and while I was there, I, I met somebody and we were pretty serious and I was, you know, kind of the plan just kind of naturally became, okay, I guess, you know, I'm moving to California. We're probably going to be together, you know, forever, all this stuff. So not with this person anymore. They're not part of my life. Um, so I got introduced to, you know, all of, you know, his friends and family and one friend in particular who lived in our apartment complex was they were in the military together and he was like a brother to him, you know, best friends. Um, so he became like a brother to me. Okay. Um, so I'm just like, you know, this is, this is one of those times where I always feel like I got to like make an excuse or like kind of explain, which I don't really have to, but you know, just backstory, whatever. So, uh, myself and my now ex-boyfriend used to take turns picking up his buddy's kid from school because it was within walking distance and we could pick him up walk him back to the complex to his babysitter and then go home so we did that because you know we were friends and that's what friends do so i had done this it was a wednesday and so you've known the this friend now for like how long probably for about three years Wow. Okay. Point, so it's like serious, serious history, serious yeah. comfort level. Like this oh, is 100%. my boyfriend's best friend. He's basically We're a brother. Cool. He's yep. like a brother to me. Yeah. You know, this, you know, his son would, you know, call us auntie and uncle. Like right. We, you know. Yeah. So, you know, brought his kid to the babysitter. I'm home now going on with my day. And, uh, and he comes over a lot of times he would come over to talk about, you know, what the, te- the teachers would give like an update on the kids. So we'd come over to get an update and it just wasn't unusual for him to come over because, again, yeah. he's friggin' family. So came over, came in, not unusual. And then for, like, the next two and a half, three hours, like, out of nowhere, he attacked me, basically, and assaulted me for, like, like I said, like, the next two, three hours. Um, like, sexually assaulted me. So... And so when he came like you're like hey what's up Quanin? or whatever yeah was there I any was... inkling of like anything strange like you know how sometimes you have this like feeling of like this guy looks like he's pissed off or upset yeah. or something's weird like nothing weird nope. absolutely nothing nope he came in sat down i was playing i was playing a video game what was i playing i was playing call of duty um and he just came in and sat down and was like watching me play like yeah. he knocked on the door and yeah. i could see him outside on the deck yeah. big window and i was like yeah you know whatever come in and sat down on the couch and I was just playing the game and then like he grabbed my hair like grabbed me like on the back of the head and like ripped my neck backwards like I had whiplash my neck was all fucked up and then you know shit just kind of went so from there just zero to 60 oh like, yeah no out of no indication no trying nothing. to like there was no to, like I mean I have to go a little like he didn't like try to kiss you or try to put his hand like it wasn't nope. any kind of attempt to be No, it was literally This like, is going to be like we're going to have an affair type thing. Yeah. This was straight up at, like just, attack. Yeah. Like Holy like shit. I don't know if he thought it through. I don't know if he was just sitting there and was like this seems like a good idea. Right. I, don't, I have no idea like what his motivation was. I nothing. It was completely out of nowhere. Like I didn't even have enough time to brace myself to right. not hurt my neck. Like my head like oh folded backwards, 
So then throughout this ordeal, what's the, like, physical response from you? Are you trying to, like, physically fight this guy off? Are you kind of um, not fighting off so that it doesn't get worse? Right? Because there's a lot of, in in the kind of self-defense world, there's, like, you know, go hard or... Or don't go back off to to minimize that. I mean, it's, it's it's very difficult to make that thought yeah. process. Uh, so initially, it was a. I think this was just like instinctually. It was a. It was fighting. Yeah. It was, and, but it wasn't. I mean, he's he's huge. He was, you know, much 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 bigger than me. Um, like I can't even estimate like right. weight or anything. Right. But he was a he was a big dude. Like, so initially it was. It took me by surprise. And then it was, like, me saying things like, like, what the fuck? Like, right. what the hell is it? Like, what are you right. doing? And, you know, trying to, like, move away and, like, yeah. you know, like, move him away. But I was just overpowered. And then it did just become a matter of, like, at one point, I I kind of remember some of it. I kind of, like, blacked out some of it. I'm pretty sure I just, like, don't yeah. remember. But at one point, he was choking me. So I, and I, I don't know if it was, I feel like my i took it mentally as a like a like a warning situation like totally like this will get worse yep. if you yep. don't just let yeah. it happen so then i I'm, i've constantly even till now like hate myself partially for just be like being like okay i guess this is just gonna happen right. now but the other part of me is like that he could have snapped my neck, oh, like yeah. a twig like um, easily right. so and i i don't think honestly i don't think you would have had the balls to do that but right. but, um, you don't, yeah. but you know i don't know in the heat of the moment i didn't yeah. like i don't even know where the where the hell that came from right. from this person right so i mean yeah, i can only was... imagine the amount of regret and things you've thought about oh god how, what, what i should have done differently what i should have done like there's so many questions that you feel like it's painful it's but, painful to think about like what if i had done this yeah. what if i yelled louder what if i had right. just like you know i know now like if i I, I, th- I like think back to it and I'm like I could have elbowed him right in the face broken his nose he yeah. would have been crying I could have bolted out the door I'm thinking yeah. of all these of things yeah. but in the moment you're just like no it's just survival taking, yeah. and, I, and I think that's also that's literally what it was right. like, I just and, don't want to die like this and to your point I mean that's even something that sometimes is taught too right it's like I mean le- in legit courses it would be like you have to know when is it's uh, it's hard to say this in a way that doesn't come out wrong but like smart to mm-hmm be less aggressive let's right. say because you're right you you could have been killed right so mm-hmm. if you look back like well shit i i should have done this could have done this but like you might not be here to tell the story had you chose this so right. sometimes there's you know what what seems like weakness at the time might have been might have been smart yep no it makes, yeah it, um, I get that. okay so holy shit so <laughs> now when the ordeal <clears throat> ends like how does something like that end so what fucking happens <laughs> right like that I, it was weird because I obviously like there was a really big chunk of it was the only reason I know how long the ordeal was was because I could see the clock yeah the whole time and that was my only I, that's what I was focusing on just to ignore what was actually happening and I I thought I I assumed that I was was not going to come out of it unscathed uh, obviously it wasn't unscathed but like yeah I thought it was going to be I thought that like it was like I was dead yeah. or I was yeah, going like, to be like knocked out. So right. I forgot it or like something. Yeah. And he literally just got up and was just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you, you know, you wanted that to happen. So we don't need to tell anyone about that. Okay. And he just left. 
Wow. That was that was how it ended. And I was like, really? What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, what? I, I, yeah. I, but I hear what you're saying. Like, I don't even almost, know how to, like. I know, but there's almost a relief, it. almost a relief, though, that, like, it's over and I'm, like. Yeah. Because there must have been a thought, like, I think he's going to kill me, right? Mm-hmm. So when oh, it's, 100%. When you realize it's kind of, like, past the crescendo or whatever, right? And you sense that it's over. It's, yep. like, a relief that, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that was fucking terrible, but I'm not going to be getting killed here. Right. And there's almost a weird sense of, like comfort at like yeah it's fucking it was dumb. like a sigh of relief but i was also almost like insulted i was like really like that's Holy like shit. you you did this like you did this massive thing which I, I knew all the thoughts running through your head in a really short span of time of first of all what just happened right am i dreaming am i having a nightmare like what just happened right to okay it's over thank god that's done and i'm like you know it's like you got in a car crash and you're like yeah, you know right, patting right. yourself from like head to foot like am i still alive right. am, is everything okay and then just walks out the door like you're just a piece of shit like, right like yeah, yeah. Like he's just gonna go about yeah. his day and that's it like your life is fine right you're gonna leave and you're gonna go back to your life yeah and your kid and your wife and i'm just gonna be here which is also in a mess on the floor so, like so you know fucking nuts so yep. then so then what Ugh, happens like what do, what do you do <laughs> next so i I think there was still a lot of like fight instinct there, like even yeah, even though I physically like didn't after a minute. Um, my neighbor who lived downstairs is one of my best friends, um, has become even more of a best friend since that incident, and she was home. Okay. So I called her and asked her to come upstairs, and she did. So I wasn't by myself, and I was actually really initially right at that moment i i wanted someone else to be there with yeah. me um and then it's weird because after that i didn't want to talk to anybody yeah so it's it's weird how at that moment i was like i need someone here so i'm safe but yeah. i also don't want anyone to know what just happened of course yeah so she did um she came upstairs and then i don't know if he came back i think that he did because i went to my room and was just kind of trying to be as far away and you from told the room. her what happened i did i yeah. told her what happened and it happened in the living room which was also where the, it was an apartment so living room front door same yeah. thing so i went to my room as far away from the room that happened as i could and her fiance at the time came upstairs and kind of stood guard in that mm-hmm. room and i think he came back i think he had a panic moment and came back to be like oh my god are you gonna tell people right. are you gonna call the police like you know whatever um but they basically stood their ground with me and you know were there with me and then i don't remember how much later few you know end of the work day my boyfriend at the time came home and obviously i was gonna tell him i was a mess i mean i looked a mess like i had bruises on my neck i wasn't like physically okay right um and i was dreading telling him a because i didn't want to tell anybody and be because it was his best oh friend. Right, it's his course. like a brother. Right. I knew it right. was going to destroy him, and I was yeah. like, I don't want to tell him this. Like, how right. do you tell? How do you how? How do you even right. tell somebody this? So, I did. I told him what happened. Uh, my 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 neighbor and her husband were, or her fiance were gone at this point, and I I told him what happened. And for the first like week, two weeks, he was incredible. He was incredibly supportive of whatever I needed, called my work for me, didn't tell them why, but told them I had a personal issue and I wasn't going to be at work for, you know, undetermined amount of time. Um, 
he was really supportive of of just everything like whatever whatever I needed or didn't need whether I wanted him to be around me or didn't want him anywhere near me like whatever it was he was he was great um what did he do in regard to like regards to his friend like how so, did, was that like what do you do then what does he he, do? he didn't go see him for a little bit um and he didn't he didn't talk to him um I don't think that the friend reached out to him either I just don't want to use names I know. yeah I'm course. probably getting confusing but yeah. I don't think that the friend reached out to him at all in the first couple of weeks. But, like, I'm just trying to imagine I'm him, right? Mm -hmm. You telling me what just happened. How do I not go bang down my best friend's door and shoot him in the chest, to be honest with you? you Well, that was also one of the reasons why I was afraid to tell him. I was like, he's going to go off. He's going to just go off the rails. Yeah, Yeah. seriously. And then he's in jail. I mean, that's that's literally my my biggest fear would be someone tells me that I'm in jail in two hours because that guy's fucking dead, you know? So, and I, I, yeah, part of me did, you know, was scared to tell him because of that reason. But then I also knew he's, you know, he was, he's the type to have very controlled anger. So, so I knew that, you know, he might, might go see him at some point. I, I don't know if he did. I think that he did. Yeah. And I think that that's when things changed. Yeah, because this I, is the craziest part. Of, not craziest, but this is... For me, it actually also, was worse. This yeah, is actually this is the, terrible part. the, like, six months post-incident. The incident itself lasted, like I said, between two and three hours. It was horrible. Obviously, it was horrible. Yeah. But everything that happened afterwards is, I think, what really fucked me up. Because yeah. I, I thought trauma happened, trauma's over, now we recover. Yeah. But it was just trauma led into trauma led into trauma. It just didn't end. Right. And so, like I said, he was great for a couple of weeks. This and I, you know, mind you, my family doesn't know. Yeah. Um, I have two best friends, and they know. So yeah. I had girls to talk to if I needed to. Yeah. Like I had them. They were being really respectful of giving me my space if I needed it. But he was the one, you know, it's the person you live with, the person you're in love with. You know, that's the person you cling to when you need somebody. And then. He started getting very distant out of nowhere. Okay. Everything was great, supportive, like night and day, like a Monday to a Tuesday. Went from supportive to not even looking me in the eye. Wow, okay. And I was just like, and that's like you said at first, like with this other guy, did you feel like something was wrong yeah. with him? I was like, something's wrong. Something shifted. Like something shifted. Yeah. And I assumed it was anger now bubbling yeah. up towards the friend. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. I thought he was about to go off and like, that was it. And then now it's my first day going back to work. Okay. And I I worked at Starbucks. I worked a morning shift. So I'm leaving for work at like 4 a.m. It's dark outside. We live in the same apartment complex as yeah, you the must person have been who assaulted me. Nervous all the time. Oh, I was petrified. I didn't leave the apartment. I didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I just stayed there. And I had to walk to my car in the dark. And I'm, again, like I'm petrified. Yeah. So I woke him up and I was like, hey, can you just like walk down to the car with me? And his response was, it's been a couple weeks. You should be over it. You're, you're going to be fine. Just go to work. Wow. And I knew at that moment, I was like, I don't know what, what it was, but he's done. Yeah. Like with me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not yeah. done with his friend. Yeah. Not done with the person that just fucked me over. Right. Like yeah. he's done with me. Right. And so I went to work that day, like a zombie and I I'm just, sure, I yeah. didn't, I didn't really talk to anybody and then came home, total cold shoulder. Wow. Wouldn't speak to me. Went to work the next day and the cops show up at work. And I I didn't call the police. Um, I didn't report it. And like I said in this like write-up, if you guys read what I wrote, 
that's a whole different that's a yeah, whole tangent could, yeah. if anyone is like i will gladly if people reach out to me and ask me why well, dude, you wouldn't that's probably a talk part to the cops, two because we should i yeah i will we'll gladly address explain. that too yeah yep. and it might and now looking back on it that's one of those decisions that i think i probably would have made differently yeah but in the moment i will gladly go down that road that yeah. tangent if you ever want me to yeah but but i didn't so someone who i told obviously did and i think that they meant well but I, at that point, I really didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. So now I'm at work, you know, with my coworkers who, again, obviously all don't yeah. know what happened. They yeah. just thought I just went through some just weird family day. shit yeah. or like whatever. Yeah. And the cops are coming in asking to take me to a station to talk to me about an incident. Oh, geez. So now I'm looking at all my two days into work. I'm looking at all my coworkers like, well, I guess I got to go. And they're all now wondering, like, is Kaylee okay? Right. Like, what happened? Did she, did right. she break the law while she right. was like right. out of work? Like, yeah. what's going on? So I went with them, um, and it was two guys, which was not a big deal. Um, I drove myself. I drove, I think, I don't actually remember. I think I drove myself. I just followed them. Um, you know, got there and, and they had called my, or I had called my boyfriend. They had requested that he come too, since we lived together and, you know, and he was like one of the first piece, you know, people I told. And we basically sat in a legit interrogation room. So I was actually a little bit nervous. As yeah. soon as you walk in yeah, the room, yeah. I'm just like, all right, this you're, is a little you're, uncomfortable. You're feeling like the suspect at this yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, which again, and they, and they hadn't made me feel that way yet. But, you know, I'm in this room, you know, doors closed now with two dudes talking about what happened when I got raped a few weeks ago. Right. And now, now I'm like... I don't want to do this. I was like, right. I didn't report this. Like right. just cause somebody else did, like, I don't want to do this. I'm not right. right. And now I'm having like a full on like panic attack. Yeah. And they're kind of just looking at me like nonchalantly, just like, okay, just go through what happened. And I'm like, just go through what happened. Like, right. I haven't even gone through what happened in my right. head. Like how am I, I'm not right. like, do you want me to just like tell you the story like right. second by second? And they were basically like, yeah, if you can, I'm like, yeah, this wasn't like a fucking, this wasn't a fender bender. <laughs> yeah, you know? I'm like, I don't want to talk about what happens. Like, I have no interest in doing that right now. So, but I did to the best of my ability. And then they asked to see my phone. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And I had text messages from this person. Because again, like I had said before, this is was a, a friend at yeah. one point. Yeah. And I hadn't gone back through my phone to reread the text messages yeah. from him because I don't care. And right. I hadn't thought about it. And it just wasn't on my radar because I'm right. just trying to like live and wondering about my crumbling relationship and, you know, shit like that. And so they see like text messages or, you know, group texts with myself, my current boyfriend his friend and his friend's wife, like all four of us sending like funny memes back yeah. and forth. And then some texts like just between he and I sending yeah. like jokes back and forth and like, well, it looks like you guys are pretty friendly. Like, yep, we were, so we like, were friends. So right there, you're probably starting oh. to sense. Oh, now I'm on the defensive. I'm yeah. instantly on the defensive, which so they took up. as you, yeah. you did this on purpose and right. you just don't want your boyfriend to find out. And wow. they actually told me at the end of this interview or interrogation or whatever it was, that they were willing to lie to my boyfriend for me if I just told them that this was a mutual right. thing, that we right. had an affair and I can just... They're like, well, just tell him, you know, that it wasn't that. If right. you just let us know that that's what it was. And I'm like... Holy shit. It wasn't. Like, I don't know what you want from right. me here, but it wasn't. And right. then they had me call him. 
They had me call him with a script. Call who? The my my rapist, the, oh which my I've God. never said before until right, right now. So that wow. feels really weird to say. Um, they had me call him what to try the to. Fuck? Yeah, this is all within like forty minutes. This is like I haven't even like explained the whole situation to them yet, and they're just like firing off. I I think it, I don't I don't even know. Also, just to preface, I do not judge every single police officer in the world based on my experience. No, of course, I of course. I had a bad experience yeah. with two officers in particular, but I do not carry that over yeah. to all other cops. Yeah. Um. So, they had me call him with this like cheesy scripted like they wrote out exactly what they wanted me to say yeah. to see if I could like beat get, him into, beat saying, him into saying it. And I'm like, first of all, he's in the military. Second of all, he's not a complete... He's, he's a dumbass, but right. he's not a dumbass. Yeah, he's, he's not an this, idiot. This sounds yeah. like it's out right. of a fucking movie. Yeah, right. Like, he's not going to say anything. This is like he's a fucking hang up Law & Order episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he's literally going to hang up on me. Like, this is stupid. And, of course, he did. He hung up. Yeah. He was just like, I'm not talking about this. And he hung right. up. And that was it. They were just like, well, you know, we like, like we said, you know, we can just lie to your boyfriend for you whatever and then like the whole thing just kind of wrapped up and then they they had a female officer come in well first of all they said they had to do there's there's a whole picture process if you have injuries and they were gonna do it and i was like the fuck you are like i'm like no you're not and they're like oh would you rather have like a woman do it all all you know obnoxious like like, yes i would right like making you feel like you're being dramatic yeah Yeah. i'm like i don't want i didn't want to do any of this i wasn't prepared to do any of this i am being forced into this again like I'm not prepared to do any right. of this. And so did the pictures. They sent me to go get a rape kit done. Mind you, it's two weeks later. Yeah. So not much came right. out of that. They couldn't prove foul play. Right. They could just prove that something happened. Right. And that was that. Right. And then they were like, well, you know, if there's any, the, the state might press charges, but if there's any information, we'll let you know. And obviously I haven't heard anything about it right. since for eight years. Sorry, I'm all like no. Of, <laughs> all course, all like of course, you should be shaky and angry. Jesus, and yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, it's it was it it was sucked. It was absolute bullshit. So basically, made you feel like you're lying. Yep. Made you feel like if anything you Didn't were complicit. Even pretend. Yeah. Yep. If anything, it was something that you uh, were a part of and involved in, and now you're just feeling guilty and trying to hide it. Mm. And then see yep. you later. And then now. That was it. And now your boyfriend at the time has totally turned the corner and is like checked out. Oh yeah, right? completely. And doesn't believe you, I nope. believe, right? He doesn't nope, believe he doesn't you either. No, he doesn't believe now. me anymore. Right. And nope. what does he say about it? So he, does he basically su- suggest the same? Like, what is, is it, does he think it didn't happen, or does he think you wanted? Like, what's his story? So he, I think he ultimately did go talk to him. Yeah. And I think, <clears throat> I think their relationship as friends, and as you know, basically brothers, like I said, was just stronger than yeah. whatever we had. Um, so do you think the guy, the, the, he, not the boyfriend denied it or nope. said, Hey, this happened. Sorry, bro. And then like, they're like, all right, we're cool. That's but like, literally what it was. He told them that it happened, but that we, it was it mutual. Was mutual. Fuck. Yep. And he shit. believed him. So yeah. So it, I, yeah, I don't even know where there, there's more, but like I don't even know how to transition from. I know. <laughs> just like, um, well, uh, so I, yeah. and I'm two things. This is this is this is crazy. Um, by the way, you're you're super good at talking about <laughs> it, even though you've never talked about it. And this is Do you see really, this chapstick bottle right really now? Hard, I'm like ripping like the plastic yeah, off really the chapstick. Yeah, really hard <laughs> subject matter. Um, also, 
we're gonna have to be st- stop in like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So I'm preempting this by saying we might end up with like a part two because I can't imagine this wrapping up <laughs> in nine minutes because this not. is <laughs> not. So don't rush. No, but I'd rather yeah. just we can easily resume this because okay. I mean this is this is a lot. So yeah. all right. So just to catch us up, now we're at the point where cops don't believe you. Boyfriend doesn't believe you. Boyfriend's basically siding with his friend, and you're just now alone. Yep. Right. Still living with the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So now what do you decide to do now? So, yeah. So I'm, and again, like my family doesn't know, you know, yeah. I don't really. And their family's, your family's here. Yep. Right? Yeah. My family's in Maine. In Maine. And you're in California. Yep. I'm in California. Okay. Yeah. So my first thought was to, to move back to Maine, like immediately. Yeah. Um, I did not want to tell my family because I can't, I mean, just the thought of like telling my parents that this happened, like they would be devastated. Yeah. Yeah. They would be scared. Like I knew if I had told them when I was in California, they'd be so petrified that I was out there yeah. by myself. And so I kind of put that idea on the back burner and I'm one of those people, if I'm in on something like a relationship, I'm all in. Yeah. And I was just like trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know what? It was, excuse me. I was like, it was my trauma. But at the time, I didn't even, my, I didn't go seek any help, like any professional yeah. help, because I didn't know how. I tried one time, I went to go to, the, you know, there's like, there's counseling and there's yeah. free services that are amazing for people that go through trauma. And there's incredible people out there that like are ready to help you. But I, that whole panic attack thing happened when I got to the door, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. like sure. hand oh on God, the door yeah. handle, panic attack. I was like, nope, I'm not talking about this. So right. I, I didn't reach out. I didn't know. I didn't have anyone to like guide me to any sort of help. Um, Part of that is my fault because I didn't reach out. But the other part is the person that I thought would be supporting me was just like giving me the big fuck you. So I was I was miserable. I was super depressed and I started drinking like an obscene amount. Um, Like, I don't know how I didn't get alcohol poisoning. I don't know how I didn't die from the amount that I was drinking. Well, and I I want to just jump in real quick. I think somebody posted recently. I think it was, uh, was it, is the guy's name Russell Brand? You know who Russell, um, he's like a musician, actor, crazy guy. He posted something about, people always talk about, like, alcohol is the gateway drug to marijuana. Marijuana is the gateway drug to, like, Coke, Coke's the gateway. He said, Eh. he said, trauma (laughs) Yeah. is the gateway drug. That's what happens first for most people yep. who have some kind of substance abuse issue. Mm-hmm. It's trauma is the gateway. And I just thought that makes perfect sense yeah. with what you're saying, right? It's it like, does. hello, of course. Like, how are you going to dull the memories of that? How can you even go to yep. fucking sleep at night? Like, you, you know, get through a single <laughs> day. Yep. And then one more thing. I don't want to interrupt, but I know that I'll forget this. Mm-hmm. So often we don't want to burden people with our shit right so you think oh my god my mom would just die if she heard this my brother my dad my whoever would you know they'd want to drive out here to california they'd want to beat this guy up they'd want to come let them fucking do that (laughs) that would be my message not that you did anything wrong no but to anybody out there who is suffering um you have to let people like that part of like i think of it this way part of my job as a dad and as a husband and as a friend to people is going to be that, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be helping somebody through shit. I hope my daughter goes through her life and never has anything wrong that she has to call me about. And yep. my son and my wife and you and my friends. But if something bad happens to you now, I want to be on that short list, mm-hmm. right? Even if it's going to fuck my whole day up. Even if it's going to fuck my whole life up. Like, that's what I'm about. Like, I'm going to come help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to come pull you out of the fucking ice. Yep. And people want to do that. 
and people don't want to find out later that someone they love went through shit but was too concerned about their feelings and like, oh, I don't want to interrupt this person's day and make yep. this is going to, right? Because you know, and again, I'm not judging. It's, I, oh, no. I, no, I, I have done it. Yeah. And I'm realizing now as I get older, like that's not, you know, people are there for that reason. Mm-hmm. So it's like trying to spare them <clears throat> the pain and the interruption of having the, in, the inconvenience of having to deal with it is not, okay right right if you're yeah. having I'm the first person to tell people like, right. if you go through something please god call me like i don't right. want to find out you were hurt and i could have helped and right. you didn't call me but then i'm also the first person to be like well you know they got a lot going on right. you know it's like right you know. right no but, exactly but yeah, that's that's the point of that's why i like sharing these stories right because it's mm-hmm. like we learned by doing it the wrong way yep you know most of the shit that i talk about is stuff that i was like i did that wrong yeah. don't do that you know i would have been you know again i'm really grateful for where i am right now and i'm grateful for who I am but I I wish that I had reached out sooner like I had I had a best friend downstairs and she knew what happened but she was giving me my space I could have gone down there any day and been like hey I am really struggling right now I I can't live with him anymore can I live on your couch I need I need you to be around me so I stop doing destructive shit and she would have done that but I didn't because I was like well I already you know bugged her enough with this and you know I don't want to do that anymore yeah but but I, I, also I wish people, I had. I wish I'd. People have know. no idea also, like, what it feels like to be you or whoever mm-hmm. goes through anything like that or anything else, any other kind of trauma. Like, you're the only person that really knows what it feels like. You can yeah. tell me the whole story. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here going, holy shit. But, like, I have, I have no idea. Yep. Like, I, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so even the person, like, your friend who's downstairs who wants to be helpful she doesn't fucking even know how to be helpful unless you're very specific about what you need. She's like, Oh, she seems like she's drinking, but she seems okay. Right. I mean, like unless she sees you physically falling apart, she's going to think you're all right. And And when you care about like not telling, you know, when you want to hide it, right. If when you want to hide something, you can hide it. Yeah. You learn how to hide it really well, which really, that's what freaked me out because I, I learned how to hide how much I was drinking. Mm -hmm. The only person it wasn't hidden from was the person that lived with me that didn't give a shit anymore so oh to the point (laughs) where you probably i've heard stories of like you'll go to different liquor stores Mm -hmm. so the same person doesn't see you buying a bottle of vodka every night it's like oh she only comes once a week oh because she goes to the other stores on the other four fucking days you know yeah it's ridiculous um okay so i'm gonna set up a pause for us now because now we can resume when it's time to resume Mm -hmm. we're gonna resume with the alcohol yep because that'll be a good spot to... Because that's the next... It's like, yeah, it's got next. through all this shit. Yeah. And now you get handed another thing to deal with and overcome yeah. because of that. Mm-hmm. So it gets layered on, right? It's like, here you thought you survived the attack and things are going to... Like you mentioned. Okay, I got through the worst of it. Yeah. Right? Like, got through the storm. Now I'm going to heal. Mm-hmm. And then like, boom. Nope. Nobody believes me. Boom. Boyfriend's an asshole. Boom. Alcohol issues like fuck dude this is getting this is piling on yep which i think also is an important part of the story because i think that's often the case it's Mm -hmm. not just bad thing everything gets better yeah it's like bad thing and then a few more bad things yeah i was gonna say it's a bad thing and a few more bad right that's a really good point with like the the trauma is the gateway to a lot of bad shit totally so we'll resume next episode with picking up with the alcohol and then towards the end, what I love about this is I was already as I'm hearing like the 
because again, this is the first time I'm actually hearing this from you. Like mm-hmm. I've read this, but like I haven't I hadn't seen your face. Yeah, I heard you tell about it. So you, trying to keep a straight no, face. No, but you're I'm doing like, okay. it incredibly. Like I actually. said, my I, chapstick I wouldn't, right I wouldn't now be is doing destroyed. as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think again, here's where the connection is to you know, so many people wonder what is it about lifting weights, right? Like, why are so many people like hooked on lifting, mm-hmm. right? And I've talked personally about many reasons why I like it, why I started it, why it was important to me, right? But you see people who are really, really love this shit. Mm-hmm. And the average person that isn't into it doesn't really get it. Like, what, what's the big deal? But I think when it, you go through something like you've gone through and you feel powerless and weak, right, mm-hmm. in that moment, yeah. and, and, and over in all the situations, not yeah. just the thing, then with the boyfriend, then with the alcoholic, weak, 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 not that you were. That's, that's how you feel. Feels yeah. like right. That's I feel powerless. How you feel. So what better way to make that, like, heal that feeling than to be fucking strong, mm-hmm. right? Deadlift three hundred pounds yep. and like, you know, learn how to fight. I mean, this is also why learning fighting and self defense and that stuff is healing, because there is a there is a confidence and a strength that comes with knowing you could handle yourself, mm-hmm. knowing that you can pick up some weight, and and it gets that shit out yeah right like one workout at a time you're probably healing from that like thing and i never even knew that till like right now (laughs) but but i always wonder that you know i always wonder like what you know i know what drew me to this you know i know what i still appreciate like what still brings me you know a soul my soul comfort about getting stronger and and learning um self-defense stuff and fighting stuff like i Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that feels better every time with that and i'm always curious to what everybody else's thing is and we know because you weren't you weren't a workout person at this point were you no i mean i've always been athletic and i always liked being in the gym yeah but at this point it would like i would go to the gym and i would you know run on the treadmill for like 40 minutes and then like do a little bit of like lifting. more of a fitness type yeah of thing. it was yeah. yeah just like like i just want to you know stay skinny you know whatever <laughs> right. i wasn't even skinny a but i was like i just you know a different approach yeah it was yeah. not like this like i love this is one of like what the, exactly what you're talking about is one of the reasons i love squatting so much right i love all of it i love all of it for different reasons but i feel like the squat is like the perfect like, metaphor for shit because yeah. you're literate but you can control it yeah. that's the thing that yeah. i love is you are you're putting you know, whatever, a hundred yeah. pounds, two hundred, whatever weight yeah. you're putting on your back, yeah. you're putting a bunch of metal on your back, and you're choosing and to do it. You're right? choosing to let it. You're guide. You're not letting it push you to the ground. Yeah. You are guiding it to the ground, and you're standing back up with it, and you're controlling it. Yeah. And you could just let it crush you. You're putting weights. You know, some people put weights on their back that could freaking crush them. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. And I love it because I'm just like. Yeah. Oh, fuck I love it. that. It's not gonna crush me. <laughs> like none of it's gonna crush Perfect. me anymore. Like, Perfect. Ugh. All right, that's a, literally a perfect place to spot. Stop. None of it's cool. going to crush me anymore. Nope. Um, Kaylee, this was awesome. Thank you. We definitely have to do Ooh. a part, part two, um, yep. like, right away. So we'll <laughs> figure out a time to do that. But, um, all right, thanks for listening, guys. Stay, uh, stay tuned for part two. Thanks, Kaylee. You're welcome.